Before we jump into this episode, let's hear from Brian and Concerts That Made Us podcast. Wait, so you like concerts, podcasts, and music, and you don't listen to Concerts That Made Us podcast? Oh man, you're missing out. You've got to head over there straight away. They have interviews with the best up-and-coming bands, as well as some famous ones thrown in the mix too. And don't even get me started on the concert stories. Oh man, are they wild. That's Concerts That Made Us podcast. New episodes every Thursday on all podcast players. Hello everyone, I am Matthew Thomas. This is Super Cool Radio. Have a great show in store for you guys. My guests this time are the Chicago-based Quintent The Million Reasons. In April, they just released their debut album entitled Haven. Please welcome Ken and Taylor. Hello. What's up? (laughs) And, of course, Ken is on guitar and Taylor on vocals. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. Yeah, thanks for having us. Of course, and uh, before we jump into everything, I know we got a lot to discuss with the debut album recently released and all that stuff, but before we get to all of that, I want to start with this question, and it's very simple and fun, I hope. Uh, what music have you been listening to this week? Oh, this week. Let me uh, pull up the, the playlist. I chuck everything in there. Um, all right, for, my, for me, it's just two while Ken's doing that. Uh, <laughs> The I always kind of go back to TV on the radio. I forget about them for a little bit, and then I come back. So they have an album called Seeds that I really liked uh, that I was listening to. And then there's a band called Inhaler, which is actually uh, Bono's son. And they have a full album, and he sounds great. And they've got like some they've got some elements where he's like paying homage to to uh, kind of the more you know U two ish rock, but then he's got some dancey stuff, some pop stuff so it's it was pretty cool actually he's a chip off the old block very nice i didn't know uh, his son was into music i'm gonna check that out nice and then, uh, yeah um lately i've been playing that new uh spoon album um what's it called lucifer on the sofa i've always liked them it's like a a little heavier indie rock i'd say if no one has listened to Spoon before, but uh, I'm familiar with that. I've listened to some of their stuff. And then uh, on the opposite side of that, just going heavy, the new uh, Monuments album. I've been digging a lot. It's very technical, prog metal, I'd say. Uh-huh. So those are the two I've been listening to this past week. A lot of very nice too. Uh, kind of different uh, oh, styles yeah. of music, but uh, for you guys, but. I really enjoyed. I'm going to be out of left field with this one. I've been listening to a lot of uh, Iggy Pop and Black Flag. Yeah, nice, nice. There you go. So I've been on the fun kick. Iggy Pop. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's right. Hey, punk legend for sure. But uh, yeah, that's who I've been listening to. And also, I've been playing video games while listening to Motorhead as well. Uh, I don't know if that makes me better, but I think it does. I'm sure it does. It definitely makes the uh, the aggression and uh, speed a lot faster. I can tell you that. Sure. 
But uh, for you guys focusing on uh, you guys, Taylor and Ken, uh, before The Million Reasons, how did you guys get started as musicians? Ooh, um, I think, well, I started way, way back in maybe junior high, um, listening to a lot of my parents, well, my parents would play a lot of music and it was mostly, you know, classic rock stuff like Led Zeppelin, Aerosmith, Beatles, things like that. And um, just listening to that music and watching or going to concerts with them as well. I was like, man, I want to play guitar. So slowly just transitioned into, you know, playing like a shitty Squire guitar that broke in half. Like it fell off my chair one year and just the neck just snapped right off. And, you know, a few years of not not great at guitar, you know. Um, uh, then starting your, my own band in, in high school and just like a very slow but steady progression into feeling pretty confident about, you know, songwriting and whatnot now. Um, but yeah, that's basically the, the start of it. I was just listening to, you know, classic rock with my parents and getting inspired that way. Yeah, and I, I mean, I sang forever in one form or another, like going back to like choir and grade school, acapella groups in college. Um, I got into playing music because I was obviously trying to impress my girlfriend at the time. Her ex-boyfriend was a rock and roller. And so I was like, I got to do that. And so I was like, I'm going to sing for a band. Had never done it. Um, I started a job out of college and I hated it. And so I was like, I'm quitting my job and I'm just going to go sing. And I answered a Craigslist. I was living in Vermont at the time. I answered a Craigslist ad for a band in Chicago because it was like of all the stuff I was going around scouring while I was in my quarter life crisis. I was like, oh, this band sounds really cool. So I flew out to Chicago for the first time, auditioned for them. You know, they were like, yeah, you've, you've got the job if you want to quit your job and move here. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. So I did that and uh, it led me to playing in a couple of different bands. One of them I've been with for 10 years. Um, that band is called Polarizer. We opened up for the million reasons in, I wanna say late summer of 2019. Um, I had already been friends with Colin. He'd introduced me to these guys. They sounded great. I really liked their new album. So they called me, I wanna say like a couple weeks later and we're like, hey, you know, our singer, it's not working out with him. Do you wanna join? And that's how you know, our paths cross. Very nice. And, uh, you know, uh, how was it for you uh, just moving uh, from Vermont to Chicago uh, almost on the fly? Oh, it was amazing. I'm so glad I did it. Um, yeah, I was, I mean, I'm a city kid. I'm supposed to be in a city. So I grew up in Providence, lived in Boston for six years, couldn't make it more than eight months in Vermont. And I loved Chicago. The, like I came out here to check out the city in like the dead of February and it was like, I was walking around downtown by myself. It was freezing, snowing. And I was like, I love this place. And uh, so, yeah, it was, I mean, the, the, I've, I've been so lucky. The musicians I've gotten to put, the, I've, I've been able to play with their, their songwriting chops, their, their um, instrumentation. I like, I've just been so lucky. So I've been in killer bands all the time I've been here. So I, yeah, it's been a kill. It's been a great experience. Uh, that's really good to hear. I, I know I've talked to a lot of people um in different parts of the country who visited chicago and they said it's one of their favorite places to be 
And I, you know, I, I have, I know I haven't been there in about a year now, but I'm definitely looking forward to when I go back. Uh, it, there's just something about Chicago. It's got just some something special to it. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been here my entire life, and um, yeah, it's like <laughs> could always complain about taxes and you know prices and all that stuff because yeah, it's it's terrible, but it's uh it the city keeps you from leaving for some reason. <laughs> There's just always something to do, which is which is great, and yep. I mean for music, I mean you could walk outside walk 10 15 minutes and find a, a show going on every night it's great yeah g-man tavern where you're going to see your show on friday is like a 10 minute walk from my place oh really nice mm -hmm. if i wasn't injured i would come and buy you a drink but i've been lying in this bed for the last week our last show killed me <laughs> <laughs> sorry to hear that. i hope you uh hope you recover soon you're 100 soon thanks brother i appreciate that of course. Uh, and I did want to talk about like, the, the music scene in Chicago. I know, Ken, you just touched on it uh, about, you know, not going very far to find a show. So what's kind of like the um, the music style and scene of Chicago? Oh, man. Um, I feel like there's a lot of different communities um, that, I mean, my other band is a pop pump or punk band. Um, and like that scene is very tight together. Like every, almost every punk band that I know goes to every other, is, you know, at every other punk show. And um, and now that we're starting to play shows with a million reasons again, we're starting to make more friends with the other rock bands in the in the scene. And it's it's been a little bit tough for, I think this band over the past few years, because as soon as we would get some momentum going and starting to make contact something would happen to you know push us back or put us on a break like when our previous vocalist left um there's a few months where you know we were contacting taylor and writing new songs so then it's a huge block of time where we weren't playing shows and really connecting as much as we wanted to and then we played our first show with taylor like two weeks before COVID hit and shut everything down so it's like for at least personally, for me, it's been a little bit tougher to um, get to that level of, you know, um, camaraderie as the punk scene, where just everyone's at always at the shows, and even if you don't know them right away, you're like, oh, I recognize you. <laughs> so um, I think, I mean, there's obviously other music scenes in the city that I. It's out there, but I, I, I have no idea um, what's going on. <laughs> I, I definitely got you. Uh, Taylor, what's your uh, take on the music scene in Chicago? Yeah, you know, I've, I'm not nearly as active as I used to be. In my 20s, I was out at shows like three, four nights a week, and it was awesome. I mean, you know, there's so many great little small to mid-sized venues here. Um, and the rock, I mean, rock, metal... Uh, indie, pop, like you, you can't, you know, you you can find these any night of the week. Um, There's a good hip hip hop crowd. I've never been really a part of that, but I've seen seen some shows that are a lot of fun. So I mean, look, it's a it's a city of you know several million people. Um, 
everyone comes here. It's the epicenter of the Midwest, third biggest city in the country. So you're going to get a, a wide range of, of people doing a lot of cool stuff and a lot of artsy stuff. You know, we've done, done, um, I say artsy, so like dismissively, but I don't, I don't mean it to like, we played with like folks from Columbia college who are just like taking a big chain and smashing it on a radiator and putting spoken word to it. And it's like, yeah, I, w I mean, if, if not Chicago where, right. So it's, you find a little bit of everything. I haven't been as active as I, as I used to be, but, um, still you know some of the greatest clubs you can you can go to in this city um so yeah it's 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 a great town for music it's it's a great place to be in like your first band it's a great place to be in a band that you've been in for a decade you know it's just a good time definitely sounds like that it's very diverse as you know as you're, you're talking about just all the all the different uh you know styles of music and like the spoken word all the unique things that go on I remember uh, walking like uh, through like Millennium Park and all those areas and just seeing like the cool sculptures. I know it's not music related, but just all the cool sculptures that are around. So there's always a lot uh, of cool art stuff going on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I do want to talk about uh, for you guys, your art, uh, you guys released a brand new full length album. It's your debut album entitled Haven. How does it feel uh, to have the album uh, released now and it's out? Oh man! Uh, since uh, the song, the collection of songs has spanned probably five or six years total, and even the new songs we've been writing or for you know, or been sitting on it, I guess for the past two years. So it's a huge weight off our shoulders to just get it out there, and now we could focus on actually playing the songs in front of people. And, you know, I think our live shows are very energetic and capture something that, I mean, I, I love the album and I think it's, I mean, a great piece of rock and roll, but seeing it live, I, I feel like we take it to the next level. And um, it's just, it's nice to be able to play the songs live and actually say like, hey, we have an album out. <laughs> um, so yeah, it just feels really good to, to have it out there. And now we now we gotta just get it in front of people and let them know it's out there. Yeah, I love I love the songs. I love putting it together. You know, th this band is there's five of us who've never been on an album altogether, right? You had Ken and, and Mike kind of were the the OGs, and then uh, Colin and Jason joined, and then I joined Colin and Jason weren't necessarily i don't think on parts of the last record that came out right so this was our chance to get everybody i mean certainly i wasn't on with them too so get everybody under under one roof and and have you know the the five of us who were in the band put out this record um they kind of are like statements like hey we're together we're here we're doing this uh, so that that was really cool because you know it was we would have had this record probably out six months after i joined the band if not for covid um, and so it was delayed by another, like, what, two, two years, almost exactly. So um, it's, right. it was, it's nice to have that. And I'm ready to write more, right? We've never, like, written a full song as a band. Like, you know, Ken, Ken's a brilliant songwriter, comes to us with these great pieces. Very easy for us to put them together. They come to us, like, 75% structured and, and done. So now to, to have everybody be able to, like, build something together um, would be I'm just interested to see what it does with the sound that we've um, 
established already and, and how does it take it to the next place? Yeah, definitely for sure. And you know, listening to you guys' album, I really enjoy it. And I definitely look forward to seeing like where you guys go from here. I think it's a great building block uh, for you guys to continue progressing. I know, unfortunately, COVID, uh, you know, it messed up a lot of things for a lot of people, but I'm glad you guys actually uh, have the album out and it's now released. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Us too. But I know you guys kind of touched on a little bit since this was like the first um, album that you guys were all on collectively. How was it writing and recording it? And um, obviously we did talk about that COVID affected it, but uh, how much did it you know, affect? Like, was it a slower? Did you guys not be able to meet in person? How, how did that affect the writing and recording? Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, it took, I mean, much longer than it probably sure. would have if, you know, COVID didn't happen, obviously. But um, four of the songs we already had recorded and we put that out as an EP. Um, yeah, two, three weeks before COVID hit and it felt like we kind of got robbed from promoting it. Um, so when we were thinking about writing more, you know, new songs, we looked back at a few of the first songs we put out with our last vocalist. And we, I mean, we loved the music of that, but we, it was, I guess it was tough. You know, it's kind of like a, an X or something. <laughs> Like you, you get tagged in photos with them or something. You're like, eh, I don't want to look at that anymore. <laughs> so it's kind of like it's kind of the same thing with the music. Um, sorry about the train, um, but yeah, it, listening to the the older songs, we're like, man, these songs have some good riffs and good grooves, but we just aren't in love with the the vocals or lyrics anymore. So we let uh, Taylor take a crack at it, and now. I mean, I love the songs even more. And uh, so I think, yeah. So we had four songs done, and then we had three or four brand new ones that we put on there. And then a few from, um, you know, years ago that we re-recorded. And it, yeah, I mean, it took a year and a half probably to record all the new songs and re-record all the old songs. So. It, it definitely took a lot longer than, um, you know, if we were able to see each other in person on a weekly basis. But I'm glad, I'm, I mean, I'm sure everyone else in the band is really happy with how it turned out because it sounds great. And I'm I'm very proud of the, the stuff we put out. So. Yeah, same. Yeah, I think I think given all the the obstacles we had to put it together, um, super proud of how it how it came out. The content, the overall theme, um, you know, the the work that came together in, in kind of like the last ten percent of all of it, where everybody was like really proactive with you know collaborating and how do we get this out? What's the artwork? Whatever. We we're just really glad to get it out, and now it's out and it's great, and we're psyched, and uh, you know, it's definitely brought us brought us closer having having that out in the world. Yeah, for sure. And I know it's uh, it's available on all the streaming platforms. I'm going to leave some links uh, for Haven in the description as well. Make sure to check it out. Give it a listen. A uh, question for you, Taylor. So as Ken said, some of the songs were on a previous EP with a previous vocalist. Yeah. Uh, so how was it for you to come in and uh, record vocals? Did you listen to like the previous um, songs to get the vibe of it? Or what, what was your thought going in? Good question. It's That's a tricky one. Um, 
So when we had when I had joined the band, we had like a, like four or five songs that were our own, um, meaning that like I had written like that were kind of newer songs. Million Reasons hasn't done. And then they had me learn a few of their older songs that like went over really well live. And so there were a few there for the first two shows that I had learned some of those songs. And so I had known some of them. Um, I, some I really liked. Others I was like lukewarm on, but there's none that I disliked. Um, but when they were talking about like, well, how do we fill this out? Do a full album? We can, we have the parts for this. We can just re-record some of this. It was like, oh, okay. They kind of let me go and listen through and they removed the vocals. So I stopped listening to everything immediately so that I wouldn't like let it all, not everything, but just the ones of, of that, uh, that I'd be rewriting. Um, so I could get a lot of space between like the last time I heard it and it was still kind of tricky. Still had the melody from like when I learned the songs for live, but eventually it, it, it got there. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm much happier with, with the songs as a whole than from, from now versus where they were, you know, it just like, I was able to bring a different kind of perspective, I think, to the to the band, and I think musically, the band was was there, and I think lyrically they were just kind of held back a little bit, and so I put a lot of time into the the lyrics for for this round, and to have the songs have like kind of a cohesive feel, made sure the band like kind of understood, like, hey, here's where I'm going in direction with these lyrics. Are we all on board with this? Do we like feel like this represents the the music? And everyone was like really interested in all of it, and so it came together nicely. You know, yeah, it was it was an interesting challenge. I hadn't done anything like that as far as joining bands and like rewriting old songs, but I'm really glad we did. I, I think they they came out great, and now now they feel like the the way that they were always supposed to be to me. Definitely for sure. And um, it's, it, you know, the separation you had between like the just listening to the music, but still having the, the lyrics, you know, kind of almost, you know, some maybe in your head at some points just because of the songs that they were, you know, you had to perform live. But I think overall, it's a very solid album. I think that's, that's a good way to describe it. It's very solid. Everything, you know, vocals, music, everything is all around really good. Thank you, Thank you so much. Yeah. Appreciate it. We think so. <laughs> no, yeah, you can tell you guys put a lot of effort into it, especially for like a full, a first full-length album. You have to make a great, rep you know, a great impression on people. And I think you guys did that with Haven. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Well, I got, a, I got a very interesting uh, question for you guys, and uh, I know some people shy away from this question. Others are really great. I, I'll just put you guys on the spot. Uh, what has been your favorite moment? from the million reasons so far? It's a tough one, but. I was like, getting, I was like, what question is he about to ask? <laughs> I was like, is he about to ask if I'm circumcised? I was like, where is he going with this? <laughs> I was like, oh boy, oh, okay. Playing, it was uh, playing. I know. <laughs> well, to answer your question, yes. Um, <laughs> I didn't ask, that was you asked no. your own question. <laughs> yeah. Favorite. Yeah, I think both Martyr shows that we've played have been highlights. Um, so I guess both EP and album release shows we've played at the same venue in Chicago, Martyrs. And those were so much fun and just it felt really good. And yeah. uh, the first Martyr show in 2020, it was like, all right here's our, our liftoff point. And then COVID happened. We're like, all right, let's, let's try that again. Yeah. Right. Uh, and it, it felt exactly, well, not exactly the same, but it felt very similar. Like, all right, 
this is uh, where we, you know, take off and let's get going. Let's let's start making moves. The album release show is one of my favorite shows I've ever played. I had so much fun. It was such a great crowd. My favorite moment in this band so far was actually last year we played Bottom Lounge. Um, and I've, I've been going through vocal issues for a lot of the last year, like just like struggling to sing, um, loss of loss of voice, just like stuff I've never really not, not dealt with, but it's been a long time. Um, and so I was like super shaky for this show and I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it. Ultimately, the band, I mean, the band was so supportive. We found two other singers from the scene who were going to jump in and help us do the show because we already sold a bunch of tickets we want to cancel. So we have like people who are like Ken talked about that collaborative group, his band Guardrail and the groups around there. It's such a great community. So it was really easy finding folks. Um, we had uh, his member from uh, Guardrail come up and Kevin came up and sang with us. So the, my favorite, the, anyway, so that day I'm like, you know what? I'm actually like, I'm in decent shape. It's better than I thought it was going to be. I'll come up and sing like a couple of songs. I'll back the guys up for the other ones. And everyone was so cool about it. So like that show became so great because we had other people who we brought in to sing. I got to sing a couple. I got to lead a couple. And then at the end we had planned this like cover song that we hadn't really tested, but everyone knew it was Muse, Knights of Sidonia. And we were gonna tag the end of one of our songs with like their big ending. And so we rehearsed it once, like a, a couple hours before the show, we nailed it, it was like great. We go to do it again, I come in so early and no one else is ready. And so I'm just being like, ah, and everyone's still playing their music in the back. Like, what the hell is this guy doing? And the whole thing just unraveled <laughs> on stage completely. Yeah. Like the audience is like the hell. And we're all just laughing. We go off on stage. It was completely anticlimactic to the bombs away show <laughs> we had just played. And I was laughing so hard. And it was like one of the the, the most, like the lightest, the, one of the, like the biggest moments of levity that the band had had. Everything always felt so heavy trying to push songs through. Is this person sick? Can you meet? No, because I'm exhausted from Zoom. Like, it was just such a nice moment for for the band, and it like came at a really good time when we were kind of like, what direction is this going? And everyone like had fun. It was like, oh, this is really fun. This is as fun as like some of our other bands. Let's let's put more into this. Let's take this more seriously. And we did. And we've been we've been rolling since. That sounds like a very fun time, and you know, even with. Everything that went on, that and still, you guys had a great time, and that that is a uh, it's a very uh, key uh, point to, to have. So I think it, I, I I can appreciate that. <laughs> but you guys, I know the reason I say this because I've had guests on this show that like they can't really pick a you know a moment, so they kind of just move <laughs> on. So that's why I kind of phrase it like that. Uh, mm -hmm. But now. It's time for the game show part of Super Bowl Radio. I have not done this in a few episodes now, so I'm bringing it back. It is generic oh, music questions. I'm going to ask you music-related questions. could be any kind of topic, so we'll see what happens. So, for the first one, which album was the last ACDC album to feature Bon Scott? Was it Back in Black, mm -hmm. The Razor's Edge, or Highway to Hell? We'll go with C, Matt. I'm going to say C as well. <laughs> Off to a great start. One for one. Hey. All right. So now I know you guys are based in Chicago. So for this next one, I'm going to give you three musicians. You have to tell me which one is not from Chicago. Buddy Guy, Dennis DeYoung, or David Lee Roth? David Lee Roth. I'm going to say it's Buddy Guy. 
All right, split to say we'll see. Uh, it was actually David Lee Roth. He was born in Indiana. I was like, uh, he's going to be a Waukegan guy or something. He's going to be something like that. All right, David Lee Roth. <laughs> Killing my game here. It's not over, Matt. Let's go. Let's go. I'm, I want to win well, that car. Okay. <laughs> well, I I can offer you a hat. That is all I have. Take the hat. <laughs> well, Ken's got, Ken's got a perfect game so far. Yep, so far so good. All right. This one, well, it might be a tough, tough question, but we'll see how you guys do. Which song was the only song that reached top 40 for Jimi Hendrix? Was it Purple Haze, All on the Watchtower, or Foxy Lady? Uh, I'll guess All Along the Watchtower. What do you think? <laughs> Did you say so? Foxy Lady, we're going to say. Ken again, still 100%. Hey. You're killing me, Tucker. You're killing me. <laughs> What's the turtle's name, by the way? This is Tucker. Oh, okay. Tucker He's been with turtle. me for 31 years. Yep. Nice. All right, we'll see if he can help you out with this one. This one... It's going to be an interesting question because I Let's just found this out a few weeks ago when I interviewed them. All right. Which band originally performed King of the Nighttime World? Is it Eric Clapton, The Hollywood Stars, or Kiss? Gosh, I don't know. I don't. Uh, what was the, I, the title? Again? I understand. Eric Clapton and Kiss are the two things I know from this sentence. I'll do the, what was it, Min, Midnight Stars? Uh, the Hollywood Stars. Hollywood Stars. I'll go with them, just because I'm not familiar. I'm going to go with them, too, because Ken's <laughs> whooping my ass. <laughs> well, Ken is still hey. That's another one for Taylor, too. Don't forget about me. That's two points. <laughs> That's two points. Wait, no, I'm, hey, I'm, hey, this is my game show. You get one oh, point. My bad. Sorry. Oh, no. no I, oh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> I didn't get the first one. Two total points, right? Yeah, two <laughs> Two total, but one one for the question. Yep. All right. Last question. Very recent news. We'll see if you guys have been keeping up. Is Eminem in the Hall of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yes or no? Yes. He was nominated, right? I thought he got was in. He, he got in? Uh, I I'm going to say not, no. Okay. He's not in the Hall of Fame, but I think he was nominated. I think he got in there. Interesting. It's 50-50 chance. Let's see. Who is correct? And it's Ken, hundred percent. The sweep. Ken killed me, man. <laughs> My goodness. Thousand four Red Sox there. All right, right on. Yeah. Good job, Ken. <laughs> you win the hat. Uh, I, I, so. I just got a new order of hats, so I can I can uh, get you one. Oh hell yeah! Dude, give right, it, we'll give us some for the for band. Sure. We'll wear them on stage. Yes, definitely. All right. Well, I mean, I'm I'm gonna be around in your area, so. I can definitely That's get right. stuff. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, very good. Ken, 100%. Taylor, uh, you, you, you participated. <laughs> <laughs> that's about right. That's a, that's about how my band views me, too. Ken, 100%. Taylor, you showed up. <laughs> Not on time, but you made oh, it. No. So, All right. At least you showed up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And, and there's three people here who didn't show up to this interview. So, yeah, you're a winner. Right. I did win. You you did make it, and hey, I I showed up too, so that's good. There you go. You're you're our new drummer. <laughs> All right, I uh, I can play the bongos. Is that okay? 
We'll work it's it perfect. in. Yeah, new direction. <laughs> All right, I got a, I got one more wacky question, and then I'm going to be wrapping up this interview officially. What are five things that are guaranteed to be in a refrigerator? Guaranteed. My refrigerator or just a general refrigerator? <laughs> no, yours. All right. Oh, okay. Yours. Um, Unless you don't have five things. I would say uh, Bloody Mary mix, tortillas, uh, baking soda for freshness, um, Kerrygold butter, and uh, barbecue sauce. Did I say that already? No, but now you did. Those are my five. All right. Ken? I think three of those are in my fridge right now. Um, yeah, baking soda for sure. Um, since my wife, Kathy, is a coffee addict, there's always coffee made in there. <laughs> um, yeah. Stick of butter. Um, Gotta go carry gold, man. Yeah. Um, some, probably some form of, I don't know, white claw beer, something's in there. And um, don't drink milk much, but there's, there's always milk in there. Um, some lactose-free because my tummy hurts a lot. <laughs> Rock and fucking roll. <laughs> Rock and roll. <laughs> hey, I buy lactose-free milk too, so. There, there you go. go. Mm -hmm. All right. A million All reasons. Right. Bunch of guys with IBS. Bringing it to you. Bringing it to you hard. That's what the next album is going to be about. What's <laughs> the tagline for this episode now? All our food allergies. <laughs> million reasons. Goes down smooth. <laughs> like lactose free milk yes yep. exactly <laughs> alright as I'm officially wrapping up this interview what are the plans for the million reasons for the rest of this year 2022 Ooh, the rest of the year we are just trying to hop on as many shows as we can right now and then uh, I think just start writing new songs and there's a there's a handful of song ideas sitting around that eager the to try them out and see if they stick, but also just start writing brand new stuff. It'll be fun. Works for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. I just want to get in a room and play. You know, there's been too too long, too long of just uh, being a, being apart from everybody and being able to plan without any action. So we're, you know, the more we can just get together and write and play and Keep uh, keep building on what we've got so far. That's that's the plan. Everything that comes along with it. I like it. I do hope you guys uh, get a lot of great success coming this way for 2022. And if anyone's interested, where can they check you guys out online? Uh, best place to uh, listen to the album. You just type in million the million reasons .com and it'll you know throw up Spotify. Apple Music, all those links. Um, but then, if you want to connect with us, social media, run all that. You know, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all that fun stuff. So, I'll give um, you my cell number, whatever you want. <laughs> like, yeah. Very hands-on band. <laughs> yeah. Right on. I will leave uh, links in the description of this podcast, plus Taylor's cell number, also in the description of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. For legal reasons, I, it won't be. Uh, for legal reasons, <laughs> as I'm being told. Anyway. Producer. 
<laughs> What's that? No. But thank you guys so much for hanging out with me here on Super Cool Radio, playing uh, generic music questions. Ken, you rocked at it. Taylor, you showed up, and that's all that matters. <laughs> Thanks for having us, Matthew. Appreciate you, Matt. Thanks so much for your time. Of course. Please check out stream support. Give a like to The Million Reasons. As I said, links in the description for Ken and Taylor of The Million Reasons. I am your host, as always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for watching and listening to Super Cool Radio. And remember, stay frosty. Ooh, frosty.